Hey everyone, and welcome to the weekly catch up podcast. It is the 27th installment of our humble little show. It is Wednesday, April 8th, 2020, the year that is canceled. I'm your host, Carson Gibbons. And as always, I'm joined by my good friend, Mr. B rad Colvin. Yeah, man, that'd be me. What's up? Ah, tired. Why? Why are you I'm just tired? kidding? I've, I've been <laughs> Don't sleeping. Even. I've been sleeping more than ever. Really? Yeah. Um. Well, you still have to get up at the same time, right? No, because we don't have staff meetings in the morning anymore. So. Oh. Yeah. I gotcha. All yeah. right. Well. Yeah. We're what fourth week of uh, coronavirus uh, shutdown, shelter in place. So we're gonna do our best to bring you the news and <laughs> yeah. brighten your days a little bit. I'm uh, sure you guys have all <laughs> been watching it along with us. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we're we're here to tell you something new. So you ready to get into it? Let's get it. It's the weekly catch up with Carson and Brad here to talk about the week we done had. It could be sports, religion, politics. We keeping the tabs. You would think they work for Gucci, how they deep in their bag. Get your facts up. On Wednesday, we'll be counting the stats up. So turn the volume up till it's maxed up. You know the drill. So tell a friend to tell a friend to relax up and chill. We back up. This is the weekly catch up. Alrighty, thank you to Mr. David Mwansa for our wonderful intro. Yeah, the psalmist. What's going on, dude? Man, I, more of the same, I guess. Okay, so you're teaching remote. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, you seemed a little uh, curious about me not having to go into work as early. So typically, I mean, we have uh, meetings in the morning, and then my first class starts at 7.45, um, but we actually even pushed back when our first period starts and it doesn't start until eight thirty, So I've been, oh, hey. I've been able to sleep in like an extra hour every day. Well, when you think about it, like why not? Since the day yeah. is already shortened as it is, like let's throw the whole rule book out. Right. This is so weird. Like it is, it, it sounds like you guys are um, handling it really professionally, especially you and your classroom. Cause yeah. I've talked to some other teachers this week <laughs> <laughs> that shall remain unnamed, but good friends of the show <laughs> and they're like yeah we're just trying it's already hard enough on these kids as it as it is so we're trying to just basically assign no work or no i guess no homework or i don't know how it works yeah, i mean it it is that what person's it is. not wrong <laughs> it, it is definitely hard. like i see certain teachers that you know they're educating remotely like yeah. you know it looks like too much you know like I, I've right. been really impressed with um, how Grizz has acclimated to it. Like oh, she's yeah? been on Zoom all day teaching these kids, quarantined, and not a negative peep out of her. Mm. It's really strange. I <laughs> so I was golfing on Sunday and I missed some text messages from Shelly, and they were from like 11 a.m. Yeah, and it was like, "Hey, Zoom brunch, everyone!" And um, so then when I was done golfing at 7 p.m. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a text message from her and I was like, are y'all still on the thing? And she sent me a link and I go into this room on zoom and everybody is just, <laughs> they have, they've had a fun day, right? Yeah. So they have been on the zoom. You know how we used to brunch for like eight hours at a time. Yeah. 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 They'd been brunching on zoom for eight hours, wow, like from 11 to 7 PM. And they were still going. 
that's awesome. They were all comparing puzzles. Like that, <laughs> we were doing a, a marketing meeting earlier today and my boss was looking up puzzles and like Google search historical trends. And like, it's at a hundred right now. Dang. We were on a zoom with um, John and Sarah and uh, Michael and Shelly the other night. Yeah. And, both of them actively had puzzles going and i was just like leave meeting <laughs> dude yeah I haven't, I haven't jumped on the puzzle game no screw puzzles dude i, I hate those yeah, things my schedule is more or less the same i don't know i guess i'm ending it's not the same early. at all we just covered that so what are you doing with your time bro working where you been I'm still working. working working doing what i am what, what'd you do since one i am this lesson afternoon? planning and teaching huh what'd you do since one o'clock this afternoon since one o'clock um i got done with a staff meeting around 1 30 and then i went to go see my girlfriend <laughs> okay hard day <laughs> it was a hard day it's dope to have courtney's actually here in the green room <laughs> mm. um it's good to see her i she came in and i was like what's up new neighbor kind yeah. of She's a, a DFW resident. Yeah, now. she's officially moved back and she begins her shifts on Monday. Yeah. Cook children. She came up on the uh, the Zoom call that we were having the other night because Sarah also works at Cook's. Yes. Um, she's a, a PA or an MP, one of those things. Um, and so I had been wondering if Courtney was a kid nurse. And then I realized that on this call that Cooks, she has to be a kid nurse now At because Cooks, yes. Cooks is all children's. Yeah, she, she was that. dealing with a lot of uh, older type of patients before and now now strictly the kids. And that was that was her goal. Yeah, that's like her. This is like her dream job for now. I mean, she wants to continue well, on. You, you undersold this on the, the show then because that's a big move to a big hospital in a larger market. It puts her close to you. So I know that personally it's like check, check, check. Yeah. But. I didn't realize that like her longer term career goals were so reinforced by this move. Yes. And you just see things differently. No, I'm like super thrilled for her. But a lot of times whenever I talk about her, I also feel like I'm kind of bra like, I don't know. I just don't like talking about my, I don't like getting super hype about my personal life. And because I'm oh, so really? hype about it. Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> is that not true? No, I, I see your point I, in knowing you. I, I know what you're talking about. However, even dialed down, we know you're mad about this girl. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's evident. <laughs> yeah. So, we, we you know, Mazel, congrats. Yeah, Happy Passover right. to all the Jewish listeners. Yeah, dude. Oh, hey, uh, I might come across as a hypocrite this weekend. Um, no. <laughs> I've never seen you do but, hypocritical. I know, right? <laughs> Shut up. Okay. Especially um, on a weekend. <laughs> but I will I will defend my ground. Okay. Um on? but you're going to get a kick out of it and I'm and just know that I'm bringing this to the table so you can, you know, make your jokes like you do. Oh, you're going to give and me an pick, alley and, and I'm going to open. Uh-huh. So you know how I gave a really hard time to those celebrities that were singing? <laughs> <laughs> What'd you do? Oh, my dear friend Carla de Chavez, who's like my mentor. Like I just really look up to her and her husband. Um, I, you know, would volunteer with her at my church and everything. And, um, you know, she used to be the event coordinator for the young adult, uh, young adult group there. And then I was the event coordinator for a year after her and she kind of like for YG passed, yeah and she like passed me the torch and everything and um this week she asked if 
since there's no church service, they're not going to be able to do like an Easter um, type of thing. So she asked if she's wanting a bunch of church members to uh, send in like a clip of them singing. Mm -hmm. And so I sent in, she gave me uh, specific lyrics to sing and she's going to clip them in with the other people singing different portions of the song. So I know dude, Brad, Brad, but I feel, I feel different about it. Oh, do you? Because we're like, I'm a man of I'm a man of the people. No, it's not even really about that. Wait, wait, but you have a man of the people people than Gal Gadot does. But it was more like, hey, like from her and all of them, it was more like, hey, we're all in this together while she's sipping. If you think that you had this reaction from Carla de Chavez texting you, what reaction would you have had if Gal Gadot texted you and said, hey, I'm putting together this thing. It's not for church, but could you sing for it? (laughs) You think you might? You think you might? Maybe you think you might just to be able to text Gal Gadot back. <laughs> I would. Um, <laughs> you don't have to answer that. You're fine. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, that's beautiful, so, man. Uh, speaking of which, did you see Oakwood's virtual choir? Yeah. Oh man. my! They're incredible. That was insane. It's like, yeah. Had y'all been doing this before COVID? <laughs> right. Like y'all are so professional. I, for those that don't know what we're talking about, Brad and I are. Well, we're, we were culture. We are culturally Seventh Day Adventist. Um, I think Brad is more of a practicer than I am, but I'll claim it. Like, I don't know. I mean, you've yeah. heard if you've heard me on any previous episode, you're like, yeah, he doesn't claim it. But, um, I very much identify with that culture, and we're talking about a historically black uh, college and uh, kind of what? What is it? Uh, it's a mecca. It's not a mecca. Oakwood University is like a HBCU for Adventists and they had their flagship church this last weekend. This got shared on Facebook, had a lot Mm -hmm. of views, but they had just this huge panel screen that they displayed everybody that had called in through Skype or zoom or whatever. And so they had all the faces. It looked like a Fox news or CNN presentation. Yeah, it was crazy. And they were filming the church crew was filming the big leaderboard with all of the people virtually singing and the choir director in front of them. Like it was all choreographed so perfectly and they sounded good somehow. Yeah. I was like, how is how this, is this happening? happening? Like how is nobody lagging or no, like yeah. it was incredible. Everybody, Everybody in that choir has a great voice and a great internet connection. <laughs> yeah. So well done, Oakwood. Man. Yeah. Like shout out to Oakwood. That was insane. Yeah. yeah. I guess we need to start highlighting like a bunch of the other. Dude, I played Adventist, golf with uh, universities. I played golf with uh, this guy. I So I played like almost 72 holes this weekend. I was just going crazy. Yeah. I played like 27 Saturday and then Scott and I played like 40 something oh. on uh, Sunday. And he took me to the cleaners, unfortunately. Dang. New handicap system. We've renegotiated again. Um, we can talk more about that later or never. Um, but we played this first round with this guy. We just had this like third guy in the threesome paired up with us. And I was like, he, he was like, where do you live? Where are you coming from? And I said, oh, I'm Dallas. And we were in Glen Rose down okay. in your neck of the woods. Yeah. I was like, where do you live? And he goes, oh, Cleburne. And I was like, oh, cool. Yeah, I went to college in Keene. And he goes, oh, yeah, Southwestern Adventist University. And I said, yes. <laughs> I'm like, why? He's like, yeah. I'm an Adventist pastor. And we were both oh. like, we were like, ah, <laughs> expletive. Because, <laughs> you know, I miss a shot and sometimes a frog or snake will come out of my mouth. But, you know, not every time, but yeah. sometimes, uh-huh. sometimes really loud. Um. 
I putted a ball off a green into a lake the other day. I was so upset. <laughs> so, and I actually got great air on it. Like Scott goes, that was a pretty great hit with a putter. <laughs> Which like made it worse. No, no, no. Um, I just, I was playing with this red Volvic ball and that ball was doing me so dirty. Mm-hmm. So I just, there was a, you know, nice pond next to the green. It was a greenside pond. So when I missed that last putt, I just kind of reared up on it and oh, okay. got about 60 yards of apex on this, this joint. And, um, you know, that ball is history. Nice. So I went back to the ball that was not screwing me over. Did you figure out where this pastor, uh, where, yeah, what so church he's from? He, he's one of the cowboy churches. Oh, I okay. immediately was like, so how well do you know my people? Like, yeah. do you know? And so he mentioned cowboy church. So I asked him if he knew my grandmother, uh, by name. Okay. And, because she goes to one of them. Scott's mother has gone to a variety of these cowboy churches down in Johnson County. So yeah. uh, it turns out he was fresh off the boat from Missouri, it sounded mm. like. And um, he had been here for about six months. So he wasn't all up on, you know, the yeah. Adventist royalty that oh, I am. He's got a lot to learn. I'm like, do you know who my family yeah, is? If he guy? doesn't know who we are. I'm like, we built this town. Yeah, we're, <laughs> we're the bad boys of Adventism. <laughs> My grandparents were the committee of a hundred. <laughs> that's not even a joke. That's yeah, just, no, I, I know. It's <laughs> just the real thing. Yeah. I'm like, I ate in their calf every day. <laughs> so anyway, we found out that we couldn't uh, goof off because we were with a man of the cloth, as they mm. say. And um, then, you know what this a-hole did? <laughs> he proceeded to shoot like a 70. <laughs> like This Adventist pastor could have gone on the champions tour. He was insane and competitive and like he immediately got scott's goat scott was like man i'm gonna crush this pastor (laughs) like i'm not gonna let him beat me and so this guy like you should have seen his reaction when he got a double bogey like i told him i said hey man if there's one thing i know about adventist pastors they're not great golfers and gamblers what's going on he goes i picked this up in my bc days (laughs) (laughs) before christ (laughs) i was like wow this guy Yeah, your your tithe dollars at work. Oh, and he was like, dude, he showed up looking like Rory or somebody. Like he had on all the all the gear, like nice spandex workout Under Armour golf shirt mm, underneath yeah. the golf shirt, like beautiful set of clubs. He was ready to go, and he parred or birdied just about every hole in that golf course. Dang. So he was he was legit. That's great. So maybe I'll look him, him up and. Go to a cowboy church. Yeah. Just be like, yeehaw. Yeah. Um, why did we get on that? So going You're back golfing. to your hypocrisy. Oh, yeah. So I can't wait for the show to tweet out the video once it's done. <laughs> oh, I can't wait. <laughs> uh, oh, I hope somebody that is a listener has like mad video editing skills yeah. and they can do like a whole reaction. And the purpose of this video wasn't for like, hey, we're all in this together. No, it's just an Easter video because, you know, you can't come to church for Easter. So. I don't, I don't think it's going to make a difference in the world is what I'm trying to say. Whoa, dude. Whoa. You're saying It'll that just your be voice a nice lifted little... high for the Lord doesn't make a difference in life? No, I probably sound, I, I haven't heard the rest of the people that are going to be in it, but I probably sound the worst on it. Oh, okay. Well, I'm chilling. We're not talking about quality here. We're talking about the fact that you did it. <laughs> yes, but the intentions behind it were Which different. were to, you know foster a deeper relationship with Carla, essentially. No, I'm already like super tight with them. <laughs> I know, but you want to remain tight. 
and yeah, it's harder she as you get older. I've, no, I've turned her down because she she's wanted me to do like announcements at church and stuff. I I can say no. You made it sound like if she hadn't asked you that this would have never oh, been no, on your radar. That is also true. All right. Well, yeah. <laughs> all right. Have your cake and eat it too, B-Red. Will do, man. Uh, what other what other notes you got? Uh, Bernie. Oh yeah, that happened today. Yeah. What? what how anticlimactic. We are no longer feeling the burn. the The burn has healed. There's actually a lot to unpack with that because, you know, apparently he refused to give up his delegates or something like that. Yeah. Um, I guess he's going to fall in line with Biden, but maybe not. Um, there, there's a lot to kind of get into with the implications that this has on Biden what? and the fact that multiple stories have surfaced and resurfaced about Biden in this coronavirus heavy coverage that we're going to talk about tonight. Didn't the polls open again? Like. On, in certain states. Yeah, on twos. When was it? Yesterday? Was uh, it just yesterday or Monday? Did Wisconsin I, vote yesterday? I think so, but I know a bunch There's of primaries people, going a, on. A bunch of people are upset because it's like, well, he waited until after the after they went and put in their uh, ballot. In some states, you know, if your candidate drops out, you don't have the opportunity to go vote again. You know, I'll, I'll say this: like, I'm not a fan of a lot of Bernie's policies, but I'm a fan of Bernie in many ways. Yeah, as weird as that is, like. I think he believes what he's talking about and on its face, were you to redesign the system, you know, forget about the constitution and, you know, all this rhetoric, like I am not for socialism as a whole. Like I believe that markets drive the best value uh, for the best products for consumers. And, you know, if you want innovation, if you want advancements in medicine and technology, you need to have a free market. That's that goes without saying. However, if I were to redesign, you know, the government taking in dollars and then spending dollars on our behalf, which is essentially what happens, um, would you include more dollars for healthcare and like kind of like, yeah, you know, the reduction of the middleman in that system, that all makes sense to me. It makes just engineering sense when you like boil it down to like little boxes in a coggle. Um, that being said, if I'm burning in many ways, I'm kind of ticked off again because they totally rigged it blatantly. Like they were exposed in 2016, you know, yeah. uh, Donna Brazell and um, uh, who was the uh, Debbie, Debbie Wasserman Schultz, um, the DNC chair, how she was like conspiring by email with all these mm -hmm. different people. And they had like anti-Semitic remarks in these emails, like all sorts of different things. Like people didn't want bernie to be the the lead choice because he's a democratic socialist and in some ways uh people certain people didn't like the fact that he was jewish either like right. they made a big deal this would be the first jewish nominee or president or whatever and yeah. it's like you know our generation we don't yeah, think about we don't we're care past that. Yeah. like the fact that it's not even on our gay, radar it was like cool yeah. like that it's it wasn't like a huge we don't really even think about it you know like it's not even highlighting the fact that he's the first gay candidate or whatever it is. It's like, dude, who cares? Like he's a human. He's yeah. an American. He's, uh, we're looking at his resume. Like the fact that he was in Afghanistan and Harvard and the mayor of South, like all of those things meant something, right. not the fact that he was gay. No, you know? So anyway, uh, but if I'm him, I'm a little PO'd on multiple fronts. First of all, I think that his campaign on the Democratic side, I, I've held this opinion a long time. It was the only one that had the type of fervor 
and ardent support of young people and like a multi-generational, multi-racial coalition that span the nation that were on fire. Like he was the only one with an army of Bernie bros to combat Trump's MAGA army. Um, That and the fact that he clearly stated like the momentum that his campaign was generating before all those people fell in line behind Biden before the the Texas primaries Mm -hmm. that Tuesday or that Monday night when Buttigieg and Rourke, O'Rourke, Beto and uh, Klobuchar, they all got behind him. He's been riding high ever since then. Right. Um, And they basically received no coverage in the mainstream media because of coronavirus. Like coronavirus has been wall to wall. And so he couldn't, without the ability to have rallies and have coverage of said rallies and tweets about said rallies, it's funny how DOA, those campaigns kind of became just because they were no longer the front runner news. Um, But I mean, and and there's other tangents that we're going to go into off of this, but Biden is not all there. And if I'm Bernie, we all know that cognitively, Bernie's all there. Yes. You know, he's a crotchety old man. Yeah, you may I not love, agree with him on a lot of topics. I love but the he's, Larry David. He's very clear. You know, portrayal of him and how yes. he's just, I do this. Like, <laughs> yeah. my favorite memes are like, uh, what, what does he say? Like, may I remind you? Or <laughs> once again, I am asking that, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, you quit buying all the toilet paper. Like, they <laughs> yeah. have a bunch of variations. But it's hilarious. And I love him. Um, but he is the only cognitive like surefire thing that was still running on the democratic ticket. Yeah. Hey, do you think if, uh, Warren had, uh, backed him instead of Biden, do you think it would have been the same outcome? Mm hmm. Yeah. Mm hmm. Okay. That's what, that's what I had assumed too. Has she still been on the sidelines? Um, no, she just kind of voiced her opinion and said that, you know, she'd be backing uh, Biden, I believe. And then really, I, I, I th- didn't. I thought, OK, please don't quote me on that because. Well, you know, what's crazy is that none of it really matters because yeah. I don't Does like this Elizabeth soli- Warren. <laughs> yeah, I know. Does this solidify uh, Trump? Oh, oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. like, oh, oh, it's over. Like, right. it's been over. And, and I want to talk more about that because they asked him the other day. Biden had tweeted something out. Biden's account had tweeted something out Mm -hmm. and they asked him during one of the coronavirus like task force updates. They were like, "Um, uh, Biden just said this about your response to this. And Trump just very dismissingly said, Biden didn't tweet that. (laughs) He's like a Democratic operative tweeted that on his behalf. One of his team members did. He said, Biden's not there. He's like, Biden's probably not even watching this. We don't know where Biden is. Biden's off like, you know, you know. He he didn't even feel the need to slam him, really. It right. was more like, it, he's like, you think Biden is actually the yeah. one reading these things and making these things yeah. up? Like, it's like brushing the fly off your shoulder. Well, everybody's criticized his poop tweets at 6 a.m. Eastern, yeah. you know, for three years. And at the same time, that played, you know, like, that was a moment of authenticity where it was like, wow, well, there are misspellings and he trolls people, but you know, it's him, right. you know, it's his fat fingers on those, <laughs> on those keys, you know, yeah. you know, he is pushing out a log. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> um, what did you think about him getting on to, was it, uh, was he getting on to who or maybe somebody else, but he was blaming somebody else for not knowing about the coronavirus. Cause remember it, Whenever it had first started, he was kind of playing it off like it wasn't a huge deal. And now he's trying to shift blame and saying, oh, they should have told me it was going to be this bad. Um, yeah. Well, 
I mean, I've seen propaganda coming out of the Trump machine about, you know, send China the bill, um, blah, blah, blah. But there's so many reports like they say that the Intel committee or community informed the White House of this potential as early as November of last right. year, which I got to tell you, multiple viewpoints on this. Yes, please. Especially if you're watching like a CNN mm-hmm. or definitely an MSNBC, unfortunately, you know, he, he can't do anything right. Yeah. Like the, he's just never going to please them. And they've rubbed a lot of people the wrong way because even people that are not pro Trump are kind of like, man, will you give it a break at some point? Yeah. Like quit trying to catch him in something quit. You know, that being said, try to look at it more objectively. Has Trump mishandled this? Like with his language, with his sequential timing of like all the, of course, you know, like he's not, this is why he had Mike Pence. And then subsequently, I guess Kushner's over this now, which there was a whole big (laughs) thing about that. But Trump is not the guy that is supposed to hold your hand through this. Like he's just, that's like asking, you know, a, a high prized salesperson to go be like some babysitter somewhere and like be chained to a desk or I it's not a role fit now granted mm-hmm. the presidency is like far too big a role for any one person to fill yeah and it's kind of ridiculous that there's one person that it comes down to for all those expectations yeah. but um you know it goes back to what we were talking about last week where it was like uh, he wanted to be reopened for the economy by Easter and somebody was having to defend that. And he was saying, well, that is the president's goal. Like all things being equal with the president, like the economy to be backfiring on all cylinders as soon as possible. Of course, yeah. you know, but if he ever presents anything in like a optimistic way, like with the new drugs or, you know, we've been doing this like very rapidly or, mm-hmm. you know, we've helped this, you know, he's not allowed to tout anything that he's done. He's only supposed to be like apologetic and frightful about this and like inform the American people. And, you know, it's not a personality fit. I I get that. There's been things that he's said and done that it's like, whoa, you actually could see it in like a documentary of the beginning of like a tyrannical reign, for instance, like when he cut Dr. Fauci off with you don't need to answer the question about being optimistic about this particular drug. I I recognized that as a a guy that is looking out for somebody else in his mm-hmm. administration that feels frustrated by the fact that they've been questioning him up and down about this one thing and he's like I'm not a doctor but I've heard good things about this like certain people's yeah. symptoms have been uh alleviated by doing x y or z and then he was trying to protect Fauci but at the same time uh that was not appropriate yeah. cuz the doctor needs to be talking about it you know, the infectious disease specialist needs to be talking about it. Yeah, like, that makes sense. Trump is qualified to sell the big, bad American dream so mm-hmm. that the stock market roars and consumer confidence skyrockets and we have a booming economy. That's yeah. why Trump is there. Yeah. That's why people sent Trump to Washington. You know, I personally think he's absolutely hilarious. <laughs> I love <laughs> half the stuff that he does because it's just a spectacle every day. Yeah. It's like we have coronavirus every day of the year. It's kind of fun. Um, I, guess. I, I like I like the world ending all the time, to be honest. I'm a big fan. <laughs> Why is that? I, I don't know. I just wouldn't that be great? Wouldn't nobody else has gotten to see that? Eh, I don't need to see it. Why not, man? 
If your faith is wrapped up in our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, then you're good to go. Then I have all the time in the world once I die of old age. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. I'm I'm still chilling here. All right. Well, I mean, I didn't say that you die in the end of the world, but to watch it unfold, we don't know how long it'll take. All right. The point being, there's more stuff that I wanted to talk about with Biden, Trump, Bernie, because Joe Rogan got into some supreme doo-doo this last week because- He was on a podcast with, I think it was Greg Fitzsimmons, another comedian, which on the comedian ones, he smoked a little weed, you know, prior to the show or on the show or both. <laughs> they have a drink. They're just shooting the wind, as they say. Yes. No big deal. And Joe has been, he's been becoming more outspoken about the fact that he really says that Biden has dementia, that he is cognitively impaired and that this is cruel on the part of the DNC to do this to an old man who needs assistance. Like he's been very blunt about this. And he goes, this is ridiculous. I mean, I would vote for Trump over Biden and the media picked up on that. And I saw that wrote whenever Rogan trends on Twitter, I always think like they're about to take away the one, you know, true truthful North star that we have left in this thought leadership media game, because his show is unrivaled. It's the greatest source of information that the world has ever known in an entertainment format Yeah, in terms of it, it's reach, like the people that he talks to, he's interviewed Bernie, yes. you know? Um, so case in point, um, he got into so much doo-doo over that. And he clarified on a later podcast, a couple of days later, I think it was with, uh, shoot. Was it with, uh, I can't remember. doesn't matter. He was simply making the point that he said, I would vote for, you know, Bozo the Clown over uh, Biden. He's like, I, if I voted for Trump over Biden, I'm simply making the comment that I have the ability to vote for somebody who is cognitively all there, though flawed, versus somebody who is not with all of their cognitive wherewithal. Yeah. And he really doubled down on like, Biden has dementia. <laughs> Biden is impaired. This is cruel. He, he really paints him almost as a victim. Uh, like almost a Manchurian candidate right. that's being used for his name in association with a very successful Democratic president in Obama. And they're just like pushing the skeleton out there. And so trending on Twitter, there's just all these videos of like, you know, I don't know if you saw this last one, but like he his sentences don't make any sense anymore. No, it, no they, yeah, they just. Yeah, I made the comment a couple of podcasts ago about how he had won that debate and he was really with it. They must have propped him up on whatever medication he had going on that day. But he is ill-equipped to go up against Trump because Trump is on uppers and he's an a-hole to begin with. And he's going to eat him alive. He's going to he's going to screw him up. Yeah. Eat him up. So anyway, Rogan was listing this as one of the the tenets of liberalism that he is so frustrated with. Like he classifies himself as definitely like a classical liberal, but with that he says freedom of speech is paramount, and this deplatforming and like you know people coming after him. I saw Bakari Sellers was tweeting when we told you about Joe Rogan, you scolded us, yeah. and I was like, shut up, Bakari. <laughs> like who cares what you think about anything? Yeah, man. Yeah, Rogan has done so much more for the world than Bakari Sellers has. I'm just saying, like, he's a true American success story that can talk to anybody and does. I'm so sick of, like, this sound snippet, you know, economy of words, media fragmentation era that we're in. Yeah, I mean, that's that's like one of the earliest in the... 
I guess one of the first episodes that we did or whatever, one of the first ones, uh, that's like the first big rant I went on was the cancel culture and, you know, not being able to speak freely without worrying um, who, who's going to come at you and, and try to get you, get you off your platform. So, yes, this does cement things for Biden. And so I, I assume that some of these stories are going to continue, but I don't know if you saw this. Uh, the mainstream media refused to pick this up, but have you seen that um, eight women have come forward accusing Joe Biden of rape no. or sexual assault of some sort? I've not. Well, that happened. Hmm. It literally, like a couple weeks into coronavirus, it was trending on Twitter, and I was like, <laughs> "These Democrats just like it's like such a circular Yikes. firing squad, like." Why, why is this breaking? Like, it's just like, Hey, I know that yeah. no presidential candidate has raped somebody in a while. So here you go. Like mm -hmm. it just felt like meat being thrown in front of a tiger in Winniewood, Oklahoma. <laughs> tiger King, baby. Just so silly. Yeah. That's yeah. I mean, maybe he'll plead Alzheimer's or something. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, we know he's a toucher and a smeller yeah. for sure. But I mean, yeah, he was touchy with Obama. He would, he would always be like rubbing Obama's <laughs> shoulders, dude. He's touching everyone. Mm. Oh, that's crazy. Well, uh, we're going to get four more years. Yeah, probably. Um, You want uh, the first must heard of the day? Oh, Keeping got, it political. We got multiple. Um, well, look at you leaning into politics this week. What? <laughs> oh, you're going to instantly realize. <laughs> Uh, you know who Linda Tripp is? Uh, no. Linda Tripp, the whistleblower in the Clinton Lewinsky scandal, uh, has died at 70 from pancreatic cancer. Mm. Happened today. She tripped and fell on some evidence, huh? Yeah. So how do, how was she aware of this occurring? I don't know, man. I just, I just give you the headlines. You're supposed to know these things. <laughs> yeah, I'm like I know exactly every whistleblower. Uh huh. Um, <laughs> Linda Tripp. Yeah. Uh, did she leave behind a, a family, <laughs> potentially a spouse? I don't know, man. Keep keep making jokes. Hold on. <laughs> keep making jokes. <laughs> keep riffing. <laughs> Linda Tripp. Yeah. Uh, so it was, her death was confirmed by her son Ryan. Um, Ryan Tripp. Yeah. She had worked as the White House secretary during the administration of President George W. H. W. Bush and stayed on for two years of the Clinton presidency. Um, she later told a grand jury that she was troubled by the president's behavior toward women. Mm. She, she was like, he's tripping. <laughs> yeah. After she was transferred to the Pentagon, Miss Tripp befriended Lewinsky a former White House intern who confided that she had a sexual relationship with Clinton while he was president. <laughs> this is our girl. Oh, yeah. Well, she was probably upset that she yeah. wasn't getting hit on by yeah, Clinton. He didn't choose her. <laughs> oh, oh, that one's going to give us of cancel culture. so much doo-doo. Us? Yeah. No. We just made a joke. We? About. You keep using plural. Trip's appearance. I just showed you a picture of her. I yeah, said nothing. You, you knew what you were doing. Nope. She's a homely woman. <laughs> <laughs> and now she's dead. <laughs> so oh. RIP, shout out to Linda Tripp. Shout out to Linda Tripp. Way to 
Way to Way blow to, that whistle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Way to blow the whistle about blowing the whistle. Walk, walked into that one. Wait, yeah, well, she tripped on a stain, oh. apparently. <laughs> Man, could you get us off this topic? This must hurt. Get us get us some ketchup on these tots. Haven't you noticed that all of my must hurts kind of lead us down that, that yeah, rabbit hole? Like, uh, the owner of Pink Taco found a stain <laughs> on a dress today. Uh. <laughs> um, Wuhan lifts its 76-day lockdown. Dude, did you see how many people got out of there today yeah. on train? They had like... All these trains lined up. They had 76,000 people yeah. that immediately left. What, Some of them had been quarantined in apartments for 80 consecutive days. What's the first thing that you are going to do once our lockdown is up? Oh, um, I can't say that on the air. Okay. Come on, oh. man. <laughs> well, now we have an idea. <laughs> no, you don't. <laughs> That's a broad category. Um, man, I'm just going to go hug strangers in the street or something. Oh, is that right? Yeah, I'd be like, lick my ear. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm playing. Yeah, you can go hang out with Biden, buddy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, be like, feel my leg hair in the pool. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a direct Biden quote, actually. Oh. I feel like we could play that game like, did Biden say it yeah. or did Bill Maher make it up? Like, seriously, <laughs> what am I going to do? Uh, yeah. I'm going to go to work, man. And then I'm going to go to happy hour at a bar. And then okay, I'm going to go to a restaurant for dinner dude i'm and chips and friends. salsa man i want yeah, to sit like, down in a booth and just go i'm gonna go to el phoenix down. with you I'm a, yes we can't go to camposanos anymore dude how yeah, that's cry. the saddest loss of them all in yeah. this whole tragedy so let's talk about it real quick people have died yeah i know but not as many as we were expecting so let's talk about that like we're flattening the curve yes today they revised their estimate from a hundred and a hundred to two hundred and forty thousand Americans dying to sixty thousand dying. That's great. By August fourth. So can we get back to normal? <laughs> <laughs> so we can can we ramp this thing back yeah, up? I'm like sixty thousand. I'll take my chances. <laughs> Pass the salsa, like, buddy. I, I was hoping for more. <laughs> like, I was hoping for a healthier herd thinning. Now I'm playing people. The you, whole want, you wanted the. You wanted less traffic coming home from work. <laughs> Seriously. I'm like, maybe I can move into that nice apartment down the street and it'll be cheaper rent than prior to COVID. Like, no, the, you know what they said though? What's that? They were like, we didn't actually expect Americans to comply with social distancing. Oh, wow. And stay at home. They said we anticipated like maybe 50% would comply. Yeah. And that not a hundred percent of us would be sheep. Mm, look at <laughs> us. Mm. So... Yeah, that that happened today. Cool, man. What else you got? Um, well, I'm not done talking about that. Oh, okay. <laughs> I thought you might contribute to the the conversation. No, no, no. I wanted to see where you were going with it. Oh, no. I was just ranting about how that was the latest news. Yeah. I'm not. I've been working, so I'm. I've been talking to people with budget freezes and other people that are trying to get a move on in the sales cycle, and yeah, been having some interesting Zoom calls. Is that right? Yeah, like, <laughs> interesting in what way? This can go many ways, dude. I feel like I could write like a a modern era <laughs> a Zoom cyber a romance Zoom tell novel. All. Oh, yeah, like cyber romance, cyber romance novel. Right. After this is all said and done, because we've all been to like work parties and team happy hours or association happy hours or when you say we all have i work for the adventists all right so, so. <laughs> or you've 
Have you ever developed a crush on a I've, coworker? I've, I've been on the outside looking in. A, you know, like, another. All of my coworkers have been like fifty. Okay. Um, have you ever gone to a? Was there any hot girls at technology trip that were you to be single, you might have hollered at? Like, uh, sure. Okay. In the business world, you know, you have clients, you have partners, you have vendors, you have colleagues, you have, you know, contractors. There's a lot of people that you come into contact with. Yeah. And you know historically i've had girlfriends that i've formed through work relationships okay um whether it be in the same company at a different branch or through associations or clients or whatever <laughs> you know <laughs> close that deal <laughs> okay stop that yeah all uh, right buddy i see how you work that was my alley to yeah, your appreciate you appreciate you so um so in my current role I'm director of sales and I pitch to a lot of people in the HR category. Mm. And many of those people happen to be women. And, you know, whether I was in advertising or PR or any of those fields, they've been female dominated for sure. And some of these Zoom calls have just been interesting because it's like everybody's at home and mm. they're like their hair's a little bit more down, if you ah. will. And I had this one Zoom call. It was a second call with a client or a potential client. And it was kind of more of a person whose job title and status in the organization would lead me to believe that uh, we were akin in age, but I'd never seen this person. We just, we'd had an audio call and then I was on video for a demo and said person had said, um, oh, I'm I'm not going to be on. A lot of times they apologize, like I'm not going to be on video. I'm yeah. I'm not done up today, or I'm I'm sick, or whatever the case may be. And she goes, I she goes, I promise I'm fully dressed. I'm just I'm in bed because I I hurt my leg. And I was like, <laughs> uh, okay, that's a like, lot of information. Yeah, I was like, I I basically chained. I'm like, hey, cool. Do you want to see this demo? <laughs> like, yeah. You want to talk about some stuff? She's like, do you want to see this? <laughs> so. I, I'm like, okay, that's interesting. She's just n a nice girl. Yeah. And they all are. So we're like, shut up. <laughs> you are the you, worst. You want to see this demo? <laughs> Stop. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh, your comfort level on this show has just expanded week over week. Uh, um, you know, I'm trying to hit, you know, <laughs> you know that little, um, like five to 10 minute mark we hit at the end of the show. I'm just trying to bring that to the forefront. Yeah. Well, that, that spot is now reserved for only our poop talks. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So back to this, uh, sexy zoom call. <laughs> well, I, I hadn't said that it had become well, sexy. She's up here. Prop. She's propping her leg up on a pillow. Something, three pillows something is and, happening. And yeah. so I go through this demo and we're having a conversation. And at some point in the call, she just kind of goes, she's she's talking about our follow-up call and how she'd be bringing in this other girl and i promise like i uh, you know i'll be more presentable and then she's like oh you you can't Hold see on. me she's bringing in another girl yeah <laughs> stop <laughs> you, you are <laughs> I'm come about, on i'm dude. talking about a sales cycle here I'm is it still a, what what I, are you selling <laughs> employee recognition software okay. all right so and, and i'm remaining focused on that because i'm not a you creep. are a professional i'm not a creep i'm like i'm Especially initially, yeah. <laughs> I'm like the antithesis of that. Like, yeah. I am, I try to keep it very professional. I believe so, anyway, she, finally she goes, she's like, oh, you know, whatever. L let me say hi real quick. And I'm like, 
Okay. And boom, she pops up on the screen. And she's in bed, and she is gorgeous, like mm. <laughs> totally done up, but in bed, like literally has the eye mask, like hanging off of the bedpost type deal. Yeah. And I was just like, okay, cool. Now I can see you. Great. <laughs> um, <laughs> we continued the conversation, and it was super weird. So then a third time in the call, like as we're rapping, she's like, I promise next time I'll be more presentable. Like I'm just in this <laughs> dumb old t shirt right now. And I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs> What's going on right now? Oh man, that's And so I've had some of these situations where it's like I have wondered and I want to hear like I don't know what to google, but I want to hear about these Zoom calls that have gotten hot. Yeah, be careful with what you what with what you google. Not not Don't do it on a work laptop. Well, <laughs> my main point is we all know the guy that like went to the work happy hour, the team team Christmas party and made out with the HR lady or yeah. whatever happened. You know, yeah. my my point is how, how many of these girls legs are hurting and they're, <laughs> and they're laying in bed. OK, <laughs> I want to know about somebody who just has been uh, approached or propositioned on one of these sales calls or like. Mm. That you know, let's go into a breakout room, or I, I don't know. I don't yeah. even know what I'm saying because <laughs> this is all new to us. Like I, right. granted, I do all my calls through Zoom, pretty much, whether I'm in office or not. Yeah. But most of these clients that I'm calling on are always in the office. Yeah, they're, they're and so now they're all at home. So I've seen more VP of HR's couches and children and dogs and living rooms and home offices than I care to even describe. But this was the first one where, like, the fact that she was in bed was such a <laughs> pronounced deal in her mind. Yeah. It was like, and then I was, I just didn't know the bait and switch with, like, here, here's all the excuses why I'm not on camera. And then I never ask anybody to go on camera, yeah, ever. Right. Like, that. that's not the point. <laughs> like, I never even bring it up. I'm just always on camera because I feel like you're going to relate to me more and i'm going to build a better relationship with you where i can determine your needs better yeah that makes sense. if you can see my face and preferably if i can see yours but i'm not asking anybody right. you know I, I purposely have my settings set up to where it's like it doesn't launch your video if you don't want want it to right yeah so so is there going to be another meeting yeah okay yeah so we'll have updates <laughs> <laughs> all right <laughs> yeah i mean what next her arm's gonna be hurting and she's gonna have to prop up the, the camera the, i don't at know at a different angle <laughs> shut up yeah no i i've just wondered like you know with zoom bombing it's like what if there is and this would probably be more for the guys than the girls even like i could see a guy being in a more compromising position on a zoom call than a girl mm -hmm. but not been my experience last yeah. so it, that was just a fun little story i don't know why i told that or... no i think that's interesting i, I think it uh, yeah i want to see just... some i want to see some i want somebody to crunch the numbers well i just how many see successful like a Reddit thread where guys are describing weird zoom calls like uh, yeah. zoom conquests almost because yeah i think we have some homework <laughs> i don't th i don't think this is the end of this conversation <laughs> Well, no, and I just, I have so many plot lines now for like this really steamy graphic novel. Oh, Netflix. COVID era. Like, yeah. Yeah. I could, it could be uh, Zoom and Boom. <laughs> oh, oh, 
an yeah, eight part yeah. mini series where I'm like, I will never financially recover <laughs> from this. <laughs> Tiger King. Oh, oh man. <laughs> so our Twitter got so much engagement this week because yeah, shout first, out Alec. <laughs> we'll get to Alec. First okay. of all, Heston was clear. I love how I put him on blast. And then he's like, tweeting his clarifications yeah. which i totally agreed with on retrospect so shout yeah, out yeah. heston i know i put you on blast in you know nothing but love but yeah and i stayed silent for those that aren't on twitter yeah heston even added me because he was worried that like i felt a type of way about you know him saying that everybody needs to stay inside but once he clarified and everything like i kind of just stayed silent last week because i felt a little guilty about being here after him saying that we all need to stay home yeah, and I'd put him on blast because our buddy Heston had basically said, when do we start socially shaming people that aren't social distancing? And I'd put him on blast on the podcast last week, just in love, because I was like, easy for you to say, because you're in the mountains. Yeah. And I'd made the mandate that if you have a second home or live in the mountains or somewhere tropical, you don't get to comment on <laughs> the plight of people in the cities, yeah. the urban you know, mega centers of right. the country. Um, he then clarified that um, somebody that was a degree of separation from him had been essentially going to like raucous parties and big gatherings and then going directly to like an 84 year old relative, yes. their bedside. No, it was like, Oh, okay. I totally get what yeah, you're saying. Yeah. Yeah, from 100%. that mindset. Definitely. Um, so shout out to him. He tweeted the show. Yeah. But I'll, and, I, and before we jump off of that, I just want to say if we ever do give any of our friends or family a hard time on here, it's all out of love. Like you guys here, Carson and I kind of digging at each other here and there, but that's just because we feel comfortable around each other. Well, and, and if I don't make fun of you, I don't like you. Exactly. You know, yeah. it, the people that I love, I make a lot of fun of. <laughs> yes. So, because it's fun. So you love me a lot. Yeah. <laughs> of course. <laughs> of course. Um, yeah. But and I, I, you. I, there has to be a little bit of roasting going on. And oh, yeah. I, I enjoy it as well. We watch like so much comedy like, yeah. and, all, and all that. Like, I mean, uh, that's just, that's our, our that's our love language, man. Yeah. Like it, when somebody gets one over on me, that's also like well done. Yeah. I mean, I'm the first person to <laughs> laugh and just kind of like, I'll just bask in it for a second. I'm like, yeah, you really did that just now. But um, yeah, shout out to Alec. Um, yeah. Multiple threads about this. So he tweeted the show that he hadn't been listening in a while. Mm -hmm. To be honest, I haven't been listening, but I just got caught back up or something and yeah. this Ram and he took a picture of the inside of his Ram and he had our podcast playing through his radio. And, uh, then he also took a picture of his nice 2020 Ram. So yeah, that beautiful truck, uh, shout out Alec. That means that he listened to like one of the most recent episodes. So yeah, why was weeks. the old logo? I, I saw displayed? that too. I don't know. I don't know either. Alec, if you would tweet the show and let us know what platform you were listening to it. Yeah. Through. Whenever you listen to this in about five months, if you <laughs> with this episode, um, just let us know if the, if the logo has updated by then. Yeah. It'll be like, yeah, new logo, new Ram in six <laughs> <Yeah>. months. <laughs> this is the 2022. Uh, yeah. Um, so who is Adam G? Is that one of that might be Heston's I think that was buddy. yeah he was following Heston because I looked him up okay yeah I feel like I've actually met him um shout out to him I just I wasn't sure if it was somebody else because he's been all over there's been a lot of like replies and stuff and yeah normally the stuff that I tweet doesn't get a whole lot of replies yeah y'all are y'all are finally uh <laughs> y'all are finally reaching out so 
suddenly a conversation around what constitutes a truck or a pickup ensued. And oh yeah, you know I had to. I was, you know, I had to do it to him. Yeah. <laughs> did you like what the show tweeted? About? Uh, what did, did I see it? I don't. I guess not. What did it say? I don't even remember. Okay. Um, we've had a lot of new countries listening. Yeah. We added Ireland and Germany. Shout out since the last podcast. So shout out Brock. You 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 traveling? <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> just we know that he's quarantined, so those <laughs> right. are real Germans and Irelanders. <laughs> yeah. Um. Oh, and then I also tweeted out the poll for uh, how much toilet paper is what normal use. What was that about? I'm just saying, man. I was there's like, a lot of people on my side. No. Okay. What do you mean, no? One in two weeks. First of all, okay. I have really high quality on. TP in there right now because <coughs> I had to do Operation Toilet Paper this week, and I had to go across town. My Kroger has not had uh, uh, TP or paper products of any they kind. They can't keep in up like with a your month. They can't keep up with your butt's demand. Stop. <laughs> Stop. So I go to Target and I get the only product that they had which was like thick ply this stuff this stuff cleans you up quick like you don't need much i think i was buying much thinner cheaper toilet paper but to go through a roll under quarantine in like nine days of cheap thin roll toilet paper is not crazy (laughs) plus you took multiple craps on that roll yeah I know it's not the last five minutes of the show, but you tweeted that out, and Listen, I was like... 4% voted less than a week. Okay, this is out of 25 votes. 4% was less than a week. 32% said it takes them a week. So let's say 36% is saying it takes them a week or less to get through a roll. Then we have the... So that's like uh, one in three. Yeah. And then we have uh, the 64% that's two or more weeks. Okay. Well, 64% of y'all are backed up, and it's gross. <laughs> nah, bro, That's, you got the runs. No, I mean, I have whatever I have, and I like to keep it lean and mean, son. So <laughs> I don't want, like, I don't have anything in me right now, and that's how I like it. <laughs> Nothing goes inside me, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Joe Biden. <laughs> okay. Wow. All right. Um <laughs> What am I going to do with you? <laughs> I don't know. What am You're not having <laughs> You uh... you guy. <laughs> you man. What's up? <laughs> you were just <laughs> This could easily devolve into Howard Stern at any moment <laughs> and I'm waiting for the day that it does, but until then, no, my no, mom still the, listens to this tightrope. and she texts me about this poop conversation every single week. Yeah? She tweeted out that I was adopted the other day. <laughs> I did see that. Which is was it because of the poop conversation? Yeah, that's great. A hundred percent. Dang that that means she probably disowned me too. I don't know. Jan, take us back. I don't know. She said that she was adopted, and then she texted me about how disappointed she was. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, she did it kind of like roastingly. Like she gives me crap too, you know. She gives me a lot of crap, and I give her like you get that toilet. Okay, <laughs> you're painting me out to be this crazy BM <laughs> monster that I'm not. I'm just not. Oh. And I'm going to be sitting on this, this stack of TP for a while. I believe it, buddy. So, yeah, you know, if you're if you're still having two or three a day, then that's great for you. If you're not, which you're not, Brad, 
I know on average you're having 1.25 BMs a day. That's gross. You need some fiber. No, probably probably two to three. But but remember, you also tweeted out like I had assumed that this is also with um taking a t- like. Do you use that much at home, even whenever you are in the office? Not at all. Okay. All right. And that's why, dude. I feel like Brock is like should be more my friend than your friend because <laughs> no way. he is funny as a whip. Like when he tweeted. Are we counting? Are we taking work poops or just home poops? Like I literally just started laughing. I almost <laughs> fell out of my chair, and I was like, "This guy!" After listening to his audio, he gets it, and just the way that he talks cracks me up. Oh yeah, he's, like a lot. He's awesome. It, very very funny. It's not uh, even a shout out. You're just awesome, Brock. We <laughs> we all love you, man. I just I thought that was such funny engagement and a very valid point. So yeah. definitely shout out to Brock because. Those were all COVID poops. Oh, Th- those were no office poops. They were they were Corona. Office corona has been poops. shut down for weeks. All right, they've laid off. It's heartbreaking, man. They've laid off like the majority of their staff so really? that they could uh, file for unemployment. And they hope to hire them back at a later date, but you know their business. They were just getting going. You know they'd put a lot of capital. Who are, who out. are we talking about? Hatchways okay. and I guess the holdings company over that. And I, I'm not meaning to put their business out there because. I love them. Yeah. Like I, the thought of like not being able to work there is like heartbreaking to me. It's horrifying because yeah. I, you just start to assume this is how life is going to be. And it's just, it's the best atmosphere, the best staff, the best concept. I really love it. Yeah. Um. So to think that we're going to go back inevitably and things won't be the same, there'll be fewer faces, new face, like that, that part just blows my mind it just sucks but yeah all covid poops so cheap toilet paper you go through in eight or nine days i'd say we're fine yeah all right i'd say we're fine that's fair i'm on a strictly moderated you know i say this normally i only am trying to take in between like 1900 and 2400 calories in a day Mm -hmm. and i don't know what's happened here in shutdown but i am i'm an a solid shoe in for early onset of diabetes at this point. Like oh, they're going to take a foot because I'm having a problem with peanut M&Ms. Really? Yeah. Like, like you're just munching on them all day. No. Um, I'm eating an entire share size bag after dinner. <laughs> like one whole bag. Yes. After dinner. Yes. What are you eating for dinner? Uh, it's been a lot of Chipotle, which is about, it's, that's going to well, be about 1700 okay. calories. <laughs> I thought we were off the toilet talk, but. but the other night I ate my entire Chipotle order and an entire normal size bag of nacho cheese Doritos and an entire share size bag of M&M's. Is this just out of like, is everything okay? Yeah. Okay. I just, I, I don't know what's going on. I, I just, the last day, so I ate only meat and potatoes last night and that's what i'm gonna i'm gonna go more carnivore at this point because truth be told i i saw myself like degenerating into my old fat self like yeah i especially on zoom all day like i was getting this double chin i was getting the tire around my waist like (laughs) yeah i don't know what that's like (laughs) (laughs) and i i really looking at pictures of like last summer when i was golfing four afternoons a week with like hundred I was sweating through a shirt I weighed 160 pounds like that that's how I like my face and neck to look yeah. I like to be 160 165 
when I look chiseled and like defined chin. I just, I feel like I'm more attractive at that weight. Mm -hmm. But when I get up to, I don't know what I've been the last couple of weeks, but I feel like it's probably been closer to between 175, 185. And I just, ugh. So when I cut out the carbs and no dessert, which has always been my, my go-to. Yeah, the sweets, dude. the, The sweets have been the weird thing. That's what's thrown me for the loop because- I'll always, you know, go ham on salty. Yeah. And I'll eat the crap out of a meal. But the the dessert part I've usually foregone. But whenever I go see my parents, I'm eating their M&Ms and then my mom always <laughs> has cookies and baked goods and Hey, can all of y'all stop stuff. leaving your M&Ms out for Carson? Cuz uh these peanut M&Ms. We're going to get you back, buddy. I literally remember this guy that lived down the street, his dad had his foot cut off. Because he had such bad diabetes. And even in the hospital on diabetes lockdown, they would catch him in the middle of the night at the Sneaking? vending machine. Like Bro. he would have snuck a dollar to the vending machine and hobbled to, you know, go get you M&Ms get or treat, whatever. Get a little honey bun. Because he was so addicted to those things. And I have a very addictive nature, yeah. n- addictive personality. And so it just becomes this weird comfort habit where it's like, well, I ate M&M's last night, so I'm going to have them tonight. Right. And so anyway, just. Yeah, it's tough, dude. On Monday, I had uh, hot Cheetos like at 10 p.m. That was a rough sleeping night, man. My my stomach. <sighs> it's not the sleep that bugs me. It, it is me the heartburn. It is the early morning the next day. And that's why I haven't had a Domino's pizza in two or three months now or a pizza of any kind because i literally it's like i turned this weird corner where the last five pizzas that i ate like i the next day was hell your knees dude oh it was hell like i couldn't focus i acid reflux just out the butt yeah out the butt is this is this just like uh, getting older is is like does it just amount to that or is there that's what i've been thinking like Because I'm like, how do other people our age do this all the time? Well, and I I have had to eliminate the red sauces to a certain extent, but I still obviously do a lot of salsa whenever I'm doing Chipotle and all this stuff or real Tex-Mex, a lot of salsa. Right. And I can do that if it's 6, 7, 8 p.m. But if I want to go and like get on the border delivery at like 10 p.m., that's going to be a no-go for the next day. Yeah. Like, dude, even it is remarkable when I eat Wingstop even, and it's just straight chicken meat and potatoes, and that's it, no dessert, mm-hmm. like the next day I wake up, there's no tire. There's I, flat stomach. All right. I feel cognitively clear. It is incredible how. So for you, it's that sugar, the sugar intake. Got you feeling groggy. Maybe, maybe that's what it is. I don't, I don't know. I think so. I've tried to eliminate sugar and, you just make, it just makes you sluggish once you get that crash. And then you wake up and you just feel mushy. I don't know. I've attributed it to the carbs for sure. But yeah. maybe it's it's definitely got to be the sugar and the carbs. And so when I look my best, feel my best, I eat 1.25 meals a day. You know, I usually have a 20 gram, a 20 protein gram granola bar at 2 p.m. and then dinner. Nice. That's it. Yeah. That's, Th- that's how I like to operate. That's correct. And I'm doing that on my limited coffee intake. Like I've definitely drank more coffee at home than I do at work. I was down to three cups a day. Yeah. 
at work and now i'm back up to probably four and five cups a day i'm like one a month oh wow maybe you're weird i think there i think i go i think i go years without having at least 12 cups of coffee like like uh, at the rate i'm going this year i might not reach 12 cups of coffee so what do you look forward to (laughs) hanging out with you man (laughs) wednesdays well that's just sad (laughs) (laughs) No, I very much look forward to the weekly catch-up as right. well we with all the tots, spots, and thoughts out there. Um, well, I'm going to keep you updated on all of that. I already like drink so sparingly. Like I was telling somebody the other day, I was like, yeah, I don't. They were trying to tell me that they don't drink like I don't drink. And I was like, yeah, no, <laughs> that's not the case. Like right. When I say I don't drink, like I mean like on one hand for a month often like sometimes it'll be oh i haven't drank in two weeks and the last time was a margarita at a mexican dinner like just you know and then you know obviously at like the wedding and stuff there was more so i i'm i'm more of a are we gonna go out and like have a good time or are we gonna accent a meal or are we just not gonna do anything because i'm never sitting at home sipping or doing anything like that so that that's a general calorie reducer but the desserts for me recently have just been the big issue honestly yeah. i don't know um, what the deal is yeah for me it's the chips so i've been cutting that out i've been walking or running well like walking slash running uh, at least three miles a day um and I, i've done a couple of the insanity workouts again started that back up mm, um, yeah nice man. yeah i took a picture I took two pictures. I've been weighing myself a little bit. Um, you going to share what you weigh? Yeah, I will. Um, just maybe maybe it'll hold me more accountable. But, dude, I, I was the uh, heaviest I've ever been. And, like, I've, I was upset, dude. When? Uh, like a month and a half ago. Really? The yeah. heaviest you've ever been? Yeah. Really? At least, at least heaviest I've ever been, like, recorded. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like I, you know, heaviest I've ever seen myself on a scale. I was uh, 250, 255. No way. Yeah, a month ago? Yeah, right now I'm uh, 245. So I've been I've been putting in work, bro. I would have never guessed that you're 245. Yeah, unless my scale's like broken. But I mean, I know I'm a heavy dude. I think I carry it well. But uh, yeah, so we're, you know, working dude, out. You carry it way more well than you think. I can't Maybe. believe that you're currently 245. Yeah, it's all in my butt. Yeah, you do have a, a trunk on you. Dude, the black girls in my class in high school call me booty. <laughs> <laughs> they still call me booty. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Shout out Zipporah Gaines. Shout out Brittany Lombard. <laughs> oh, uh, Zipporah went to Swayu, right? Uh, for a bit. I think then she went to Oakwood, and now she's living back here. Right on. Yeah. She's. I don't. I doubt she'll ever listen. I to this, can't but. believe you were two fifty five, dude. You're me like neither. A football player. I like. I like. Uh, got watery eyed, dude. I was like, dude, <laughs> this is what happened. <laughs> this is my career. Like, <laughs> I just stared in the mirror. I was like, stop it. Stop, stop eating. Wow, that you you just carry your weight so much better than I do because my heaviest that I've ever been recorded was about two o three, and. You know, I can go back down. I went from 203 to 160 yeah. and then back up to, I, I think typical walking around weight is somewhere, 
you know, at various points between 165 and 175 over the last several years. Um, but I definitely like that, that 10 pounds, man, that 10, 15 pounds. It's like, it makes a difference. And they, and they say whenever you shed like 10 pounds, it's like 15 to 20 off of your knees. Um, like it, it just has that effect. And so it's just so much easier to walk around whenever you just like release that amount of weight. It just makes a exponential amount of difference. But you'd been working out pretty hard Dude, yeah. last year when we uh, first started this podcast or when uh, a couple months in. Yeah, I guess. But in Maryland was whenever I was really like putting in work and I was like uh, between 200 and 210. Um, but I was lifting like crazy. Um, I was So even at your skinniest, you're still going to be 210 oh, yeah. pounds. At this point, like I tried really hard whenever I was going to school in Tennessee to get under uh, 200. I got down to like 185. Um, oh, but, wow. but it was like, it, it was not healthy. It was not healthy. It's crazy how we carry weight differently. Cause are we the same height about, about, um, you, you might have a little, do you think so? I don't, I don't know. I haven't. But it's, it's, well, I, I think that I'm like six and three quarters or something like yeah, that. Yeah. I'm probably like six, one on my license. It says six, one, but I might be like slightly shorter okay. anyway. That's just so wild. I, I just, cause a lo- my mom always is frustrated with me when I'm like 160 or whatever. Um, you know, she, she always thinks a man should be more beefy. You're mm. more, you're, you're, she'd be more proud of you, I guess. <laughs> well, that's just a <laughs> cause given. Cause you take fewer craps and you're still got more weight. So what's wrong with you, Carson? <laughs> <laughs> no, you're great. <laughs> but I just, uh, I feel like clothes fit best. I feel most alert and confident when i'm in those 160s honestly yeah, like man. that just feels good but my dad is 58 and he's the same weight as me when we're in the 160s hmm. but he just carries it differently and honestly he probably has more muscle like hmm. i'm not a non-muscly i i'm not muscly yeah. but in terms of endurance like i golfed almost 72 holes this weekend like I walked four and a half miles yesterday just in the neighborhood in between conference calls on my little spurts. So um, my daily average walking around, even on office days, is between two and three miles. So I I don't. You're mobile. You cannot claim that I lead a sedentary lifestyle at this point in the game. Like I'll look at my health data right now. On average this month, I've walked 3.7 miles a day. Nice. Over the last year. I've walked a daily average of two miles all year. That's good. And I'm looking at some of these like. Get those steps in. You know, Saturday I did eight point or Sunday I did 8.2 miles. Yeah. I mean, for me, it's something that I purposely have to to take charge of because like, you know, I have a very small classroom. So it's not like I'm really walking around my classroom at all times whenever my students are there. Um and then by the time I'm done, you know, I, I get dinner, then I shower and it's like 6, 7 p.m. And I'm kind of wanting to just chill. So I have to be very conscientious about exercising and, and putting in the work, which I'm sure a lot of people have to do that as well. I'm not not saying they don't, but. No, it really gives you appreciation whenever you have a, a physical situation that you're looking to address but you can address it with a full mind and a full body capability like yeah there are so many people in the world that have uh deformities they have impairments they have uh limb deformities or 
issues from birth that we're not even aware of, exactly. you know, people that have been in horrific accidents, they don't have an arm or a leg or an eye or whatever the case mm-hmm. may be. So the fact that, again, we're at the very top of the pyramid of Maslow's hierarchy yeah, with man. self-actualization. We're like, well, uh, our Twitter is getting more uh, engagement for our optional podcast that we do on the side, which yeah. is self-actualized. <laughs> like we're always, I'm always working in that area which shows how spoiled i am dude i was uh that's crazy that you bring this up just last night i was listening to my favorite uh spoken word artist and this is like the first time i've done that in probably over a year i had the privilege of seeing him live in new york um his name's rudy francisco and he has this poem called complainers and it, he had a viral video uh, of of him of him giving that or i guess speaking that poem um, go around Facebook, and then he was also on Jimmy Fallon and, and performed it. Um, but one of the lines is, um, you know, a lot of people take a look at their look at their glass and see it half half empty or half full. Well, at least there's something in it, so drink that ish and stop complaining. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah, man, that's a yeah. I mean, we're we're if you have a running car, you're in the top five percent of wealth in the world yeah how crazy is like how much does that make you put things mama in perspective? I made it <laughs> yeah and i'm over here like yeah it, it's incredible like it, the journey the the leveling up will never end because you'll never have enough like you'll never yeah. be you know you'll never stop improving or iterating on yourself your career your projects all these different things yeah. so yeah it's like this fine line of like this uh balancing act where you want to continue bettering yourself, but you also want to be content with what you have. And so you try not to let, you know, those, those drives or those dreams consume you, but you also don't want to stay you stagnant. <laughs> no, I've always let my well, dreams consume yeah. me. I in guess. fact, I, I try to, it's such a, a wrestling match with myself to have to like really sit down in five year, 10 year plan things and be like, I still think I'm growing up and maturing and like, I'm like that, that well, that's, moment that's where true. all the cameras are clicking and I'm walking that red carpet for what insert occupation here or whatever, that moment is still on the horizon. Like I haven't reached my peak. Like I'm not, I'm not a fully developed flower yet. Yeah. <laughs> but I would all, uh, yeah, I agree with Which that. Which is totally crazy because like I'm, I'm in it. Like I'm, I'm in my career. I'm 30. I'm, it's almost like you're not a, I'm a young man, but I'm not a spring chicken. Like I'm not a bright eyed pupil that's 20 yeah, man. on their first gig. You're old. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> that's why I'm taking all these craps over here, Brad. I'm going to live forever. I've fallen and I can't get up. <laughs> Yo, life alert. <laughs> <laughs> life alert. <laughs> oh, man. So can we talk about how scary and alarming it's been to see everybody going around with these masks? Like, yeah, I was in Target King? yesterday, dude. So I don't know. I, I feel like in the rural areas, no, it's like no. different. But... I went to Target yesterday and uh, this dude and me, like there's t- like almost everybody in there has masks and um, I'm getting some groceries and this dude looks at me and he doesn't have a mask either. And he's like, where's your mask? And I was like, oh, bro, they ran out. And he just starts laughing. He's like, oh, stay safe. And, you know, we're just looking around and all these kids, like, first of all, Target's not even allowing you to come in, like, with your spouse. Like, it's like one family member allowed inside. 
This is in the Burleson and Mansfield locations. Okay. Um, but there were people, I guess they did allow them to bring their kids in, but the, you know, their kids are wearing masks too. And I'm just like, and there's arrows pointing for how you should yeah, be going down. They heard aisle. you. I went to the city place target next to your old place the other day yeah. or yesterday on operation toilet paper. And they, they had like a cordoned rope. They were like, no, 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 you have to go in this entrance. And then there was like, it was all blocked off. I didn't have free reign to like go the directions in the store that I wanted to initially. Yeah. And then they had like handlers that were keeping you separate at checkout. And it's also weird. Cause it's like, I'm trying to get past people in certain aisles, but you're also trying not to yeah, freak like, them out because you're exactly. like, I don't know how. Like I've seen stories of people, uh, you know, yelling at other people for yes. being too close. And I'm like, yes, ah, that ain't going to be me. Did you see the 18 year old girl that got arrested in, uh, I think she was in Frisco or somewhere. No, she was, uh, she sent out a, like a group Snapchat or something. She was like, I'm about to go infect these MFers up at, what? <laughs> up at the supermarket. And she was up there like licking pears and stuff. And <laughs> what an idiot. Yeah. Like they don't have proof that she's tested positive for COVID or anything, but she yeah. definitely got her butt arrested. Good. And uh, I don't know if it was a joke. Like you can swap people with COVID now. It's like, you know, somebody got arrested for spitting or coughing in a cop's face the other day. Yeah. Um, which is the same thing that happened in the AIDS epidemic. Like, mm. you know, people, there were stories of that happening in that time period as well. So this is super strange. And the masks, like, it's weird when you see people driving around in their cars and they've got like a gnarly robbery type, like they'll have a <sighs> skull on a mask and they might have yes. their hood up and you're like, whoa, like every bank heist or terrorist based movie where you see the, it's like, um, what was the town? The with, town, dude. With, ben dude, Affleck. That's what it reminds uh, me of. That was Yo, the, if y'all haven't seen the town, the town. What a great film! Uh, there's a lot of language. Like, there's a lot of language. If you're not yeah, a fan it's of like, that, it's a Boston, Boston, Boston crime. Boston, <laughs> the Boston yard. We're about to rob the the car in the yard. <laughs> Are you a cap? <laughs> nah, I'm not a cap. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I love that. <laughs> yeah, man. Do uh, your Peter Griffin voice. <laughs> oh. But it's scary. And last night, I'm walking with AirPods in on my 18th walk of the day. And there's, um, my neighborhood is very transitional. Like, I live in an old building. Right next to me are, like, beautiful, like, almost million-dollar townhouses. Mm -hmm. um, so there's a lot of, like, residential. But there's also, like, an LGBTQ resource center down the street. And all the... LGBTQ bars in Dallas are also right down the street. So it's it's like a very hodgepodge area. And I'm not going to lie, we we have users that are around the vicinity of the neighborhood because I live right off Oak Lawn with the public library right there, which is like the public library is in the parking lot of the Kroger. Mm -hmm. And for whatever reason, it's next to a bus stop next to the gay strip next to all the free AIDS testing. And there's just these junkies that are out there sometimes that are coming down. They're, you know, just being crazy and whatever. They're in, you know, uh, bootyless chaps or something yeah. while they're tripping <laughs> with a Kmart, with a, like a, a push cart or something from right. the grocery store. So last night I'm walking, got the AirPods in, and this guy with a mask and long hair, like, starts coming up to me kind of like out of my blind spot. He takes the mask off and proceeds to initiate a conversation. I take an AirPod out and he goes, hey, man, have you seen a pill bottle around here? <laughs> and I was like, 
uh, around this part of Dallas? Like, what are you talking about? And I, I got this really bad energy vibe from him looking at his eyes and him. I immediately knew that he was a user. He was a drug user. That was a junkie coming down and had misplaced something might. I never blame the person, but sometimes I'm like, I don't know what the drugs might make this person do to me in an effort to get cash or to get, get something they perceive I have or anything. So just the fact that he already taken his mask off to approach me, it was just a very scary situation. Yeah. Yeah. I can see that. That on top of like, when I see you alone or if I see multiple people in a car with masks on, I'm like, you don't have to wear them in your own car. Dodos. Like if you've already all been together and quarantined and you're going somewhere, Nobody else has been in your car. So please quit driving with your mask mask off in the car. Yeah, be like put future. On, put on future. F it, mask off. Put on, take the mask off while you're driving. Because otherwise, these cops, you know, based on their profiling that they normally do for like miscreants and people like that. If you just saw a person six months ago driving their car with a bunch of skullcap masks on you'd yeah. call the cops <laughs> you'd be like somebody just got robbed something yeah. happened but now everybody's doing that yeah now they're just going out to get granola <laughs> <laughs> they're like monsters have to poop too <laughs> oh what else you got man <laughs> okay, uh, just been carrying us for. Whoa! What are you talking Did you see about? That I brought Tom up Brady like was on Howard Stern this morning. No, well, he was, and I don't know. I, Howard's content has become more paywalled off, and I love his interviews. He's the most gifted interviewer. But I did hear that. I mean, obviously, the big breaking news that ESPN was going off of was, you know, he's commenting on Belichick, and mm-hmm. this is going to be great, and blah blah blah. Nice. So I don't know. I, I heard that he had said something to the effect of, um, you know, in the same way that I wouldn't have been as successful uh, without a coach like Belichick, he wouldn't have been as successful without a quarterback like me. So mm. it, it's more reciprocal. Yeah. Right. Um, that was the main snippet that I'd heard coming okay. out of that interview. Yeah. And I would agree with that. I saw that he and Giselle had put out some sort of IG video for, I think it was doctor day or mm. healthcare worker day or didn't something like that just happen uh sure shouldn't you know that given who you date she's like it's I, my I, day i celebrate her all the time i just got her some gifts today I... she's got so many she's got like women's day she's got <laughs> nurses day she's got kids she's nurses got day, them all healthcare worker day yeah, columbus day <laughs> <laughs> indigenous people's day Columbus was a rapist and a murderer. We all know that. Well, I just said it because, you know, he's white and she's white. You know what ships he sailed on? The The Nina, Nina, the Pinta, Pinta, and the the Santa Santa Maria. Maria. Santa Maria. North America. Pretty sure Pusha T has a song called Santa Maria. That's really good. Anyway. Dude, that song is the most legit song with Rick Ross. Yeah. And that's how the team goes. I'm back from Santo Domingo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, so you know it. Oh, hey, uh, speaking of you not having white Twitter or white Instagram. <laughs> no, he goes, he goes, I'm still the realist amid, amidst all this pink hair, like talking about the new rap game. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, because he, they all, that they song, all have crazy hair. I listen to it and like, dude, my nipples get hard. Like I just, I just get goosebumps. Hey, save that for your Zoom session, buddy. <laughs> hey, man, I'm on the up and up on Zoom. Yeah. Okay. 
So last week we talked about DJ battles. Did you see the battle that happened this past weekend? Uh, no, Brad. I was on white Instagram all week, apparently. T-Pain versus Lil Jon. You missed that? Oh, I guess I did. It was insane. Like, everybody. How did I miss two guys from now? That's what I call music 24. You, ha, ha, ha. Funny, funny, funny. It was really cool. I'll bet. Okay. No, no, no. I no, want to know. No, bump you, dude. I want to know. No, Tell me. Next. Okay. You've been carrying this. What's next on your docket? Shut up. What happened with T? Who won? <laughs> uh, probably Lil John. Like T Pain had the better. Um, I think he was a better performer. Um, even though like he played some of his songs live, and then the rest he just played like off of his laptop or whatever. Um, but just the way that he was getting like the people on Instagram hype and everything. What do you mean he played one of his songs live? Was he singing? Yeah, so some of his songs he was actually singing like on his piano. Was he auto tuning or no, dude? He has an amazing. Have you not heard him without auto tune? I'm sure I have. Oh, it's a treat, dude. He's in. He's so good. Well, glad that he didn't sell out. T Pain to... does not need auto tune. Auto tune needed T Pain. Oh, okay. Yes. What about Lil John? Did he? Sing? Lil John had like a lot more bangers, man, but he just wasn't as good of a uh, like host, like co-host. So he kind of lost points there, but were, were they co-hosting together? Yeah, the, the, so they were. They were playing songs against each other. Okay, okay, yeah. So like round one, like uh, he played, uh, T Pain played "Good Life" and Lil John played "Get Low," and so they just played their own song, twenty songs, and but they introduced new songs. Like Lil John came out with a song uh, with him and Usher, and are they dancing um, and like on video? Yeah, and- they're like hype. They're like oh. Like that was a good song, but watch this, and they're dropping it, and uh, it, you're making it seem a lot more lame than it was. No, I just no, I don't. I you're giving me that. Didn't w- go to the party, yeah. so I don't know. You weren't invited. I wasn't invited. <laughs> I wasn't even aware. Oh, man, um, I'm so good. You know, you can always hook a brother up and send a link over. You know, be like, hey, uh, when you're done with stocks on white Instagram, <laughs> you yeah. this party's lit. <laughs> when you're done looking at me on these. <laughs> I'm not looking at me undies on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, who do I follow on Instagram? I have lots of PGA stuff. Oh, um, NFL. Uh, I follow NHL, all, my all the white sports. Nope. Okay. I'm not into white I'm sports, just... dude. I'm only into golf and football. Yeah. But I'm. I don't do baseball too much. I could care less about basketball. Sometimes NHL. It's fun. I love going to all these sports, but no, I don't know anything about those sports anymore. Yeah. And PGA is one of the most international fields of any sport ever. FYI. I'll take your word for it. All right. Uh, you want to dig into my list real quick? I got a Southwestern your Adventist list. University email. Did you? Yeah. What for? Uh, the director of advancement was in a oversized suit from K&G Mid-Suit Supply. Oh, was he, out, was he out, in the, out on campus outside? No, he was quarantined in the new admin oh. building that we went through who's who's the dude that we met that you gave your uh business card to the guy i'm talking about dude well he also did a video out and about on southwestern's campus and he's like well you know it looks like uh <laughs> it's a lot more quiet than normal and i'm like no dude that's like a regular tuesday <laughs> like if corona wasn't going on it would look exactly like that it's like let's be honest enrollment was 545 students when we were there so yeah. pick it up dude whenever you did that Im- impression it reminded me of that little red-haired kid that was on the news that's like well i've oh, never yeah. been on the news before <laughs> oh, I love that guy. so uh that's a it's kid, my man. first time being on the news 
so no, he was just in his uh his big preaching jacket within the admin buildings asking for and his big and tall. <laughs> yeah, asking for money. Oh, okay. And uh, so. the other day they sent me an email and I was like, did all of these photos render on any browser or mobile <laughs> phone? Were they meant to be sent fuzzy? <laughs> like, <laughs> oh. Sad. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't. So that was I that. Know, I, don't <laughs> I don't know if I have any more gas in the tank as far as lighting them up. Have you seen that? Speaking of white sports and Latino sports, um, mm. have you seen that Major League Baseball is talking about having all the games in a stadium like in Phoenix where they have spring training starting in May and just like having quarantine baseball with no fans? That'd be cool, I guess. Give us <laughs> something to do. All righty. Give <laughs> us something to do. Um, I feel like. Uh, I feel like we're we're gonna open up business in the next month. Like you think so? Well, I feel like New York has seen a stabilization. Like we're definitely seeing a high number of deaths right now. Yeah, uh, because we're at the apex. It looks like so. Yeah. it's a lagging deaths are a lagging indicator of new cases, and so I think new cases diagnosed like their curve has gone down or flattened. So, and Seattle has definitely gotten things under control. I had yes. a half hour conversation with a client in Washington today who was like. Yeah, thank God for Governor Ainsley and the fact that, you know, we flattened the curve so much that we weren't the epicenter that was, that's awesome, you man. know, under siege anymore. Like, because they were the first epicenter. Right. And then New York, like, really took over. They ramped up. But they're, we're talking about, we're also talking about with the markets, like, some of these private firms are looking into people that might have already had this or developed herd immunity and have antibodies that can help combat this. Because the minute we have like a vaccine or a treatment and or herd immunity, we we're good. straight. We're good to go. We're good to go. We'll, yeah. we'll be on the first train out of Wuhan. <laughs> 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 on the midnight train to like, Georgia. We have vaccines. We can eat all the bats we want. <laughs> <laughs> Where that polygon at? <laughs> Fry me up a pangolin right quick. <laughs> yeah, I'll have a bat stuffed pangolin, please. <laughs> Oh, hold the rice (laughs) (laughs) even those pangolin poppers (laughs) i'll take the pangolin southwest egg roll please um no but with the with the reduction in the scope of deaths that were i mean how many americans saw that sixty thousand are gonna die realized that how, what is it? Three million people die in auto accidents? No, a million plus people die in auto accidents every yeah. year worldwide. They're going to be like, let's go back to work, y'all. Right. Like, And I wonder, my biggest fear is that some people might think, oh, this was all blown out of proportion. Yeah. But I think that our social distancing and taking these That's what precautions is what has gotten us so to this So if we're spot. ever in this mess again, we need to do the same thing because it was a real event. So I've heard some very credible business people that if if the private mar- like if these private enterprises come up with a vaccine if they get these antibodies going in such a way that everything is kind of jump you know uh, quick started back with the economy we all go back to work mm-hmm. and there was no underlying foundational issue with the economy like i think we're all still confident and like excited and I think that our initiative and our desire to create and to grow and to do all these things post COVID will be heightened compared to pre COVID. Cause we'll just be happy to be out of the house and like be able to go to like a restaurant after work. 
different things like that. So if we're back to work quicker than expected with more minimal loss than expected, and there's like this new surge behind supporting certain types of businesses and the demand has never been higher, plus the economy just got $2 trillion injected into it. Some people have talked about the stock market having like a 30% rise in a matter of a week or two. Yeah. Because I think the Dow was back up to like 22,000 or something. I don't, that's not current today, people, but I don't remember what it was, but it's been in the green for a couple of days, it looks like. And you might see a big about shift here, a big about face. When you, when you think the travel ban is going to be lifted, Um, speculation, you know? Well, what, what is the current travel ban? I don't know. Can can we travel? I think Southwest flies over my house every day. To uh, out of the country? (laughs) Well, I don't know about out of the country. They they go to Mexico and certain Caribbean places, but um, yeah, I don't know about international travel. I haven't been researching that, and I obviously am not about to board a plane domestically unless I absolutely need to right now. Right. Um, but I, I don't know. I know that. Dallas has a disaster proclamation through May 20. We have a shelter-in-place mandatory order until April 30. But I don't know if you saw this, but I, and I've talked about this off the podcast, but do you know who Judge Clay Jenkins is? No. So he is a, a senior judge within Dallas County, and apparently the county's like top elected official, essentially. And... He got his hand slapped by the county commissioner board who basically said that he was making moves unilaterally and like just saying that he had overextended his powers for some of the shelter in place restrictions. In what way? Like that he hadn't consulted with them on something that he was going to issue as like a Uh, proclamation and go to the media with. And so they they slapped him with new orders that he has to liaise them and they have to have ample time to meet and discuss between these like four other county commissioner types that are, I don't know, man. The the whole point of this conversation is that I keep seeing this judge on TV and I'm aware of him in the community. It seemed like before coronavirus, he was always calling into shows. He was always on TV, local Mm -hmm. news. Like I was like, this guy is in the limelight a lot and he's not even the mayor. Like who who even (laughs) knows who the mayor is? Like the mayor is never, I've never seen the mayor speak on TV. Meanwhile, this guy is on every channel all the time. I was Mm. like, what's going on here? I did some research, found out that this guy used to be the Brian Longcar's like Mm. fixer, or he was a a silent partner or something for Brian Longcar's infamous uh, personal injury law firm. Okay. And I know that there was a lot of, you know, potentially shady stuff that was going on there. And I think Brian Longcar died of a cocaine overdose. <laughs> and uh, so I, I kept digging into Clay's past because I just said, this guy's too slick. Like, come over's too perfect. It looks like he's gotten a facelift. He walks a little stiff. Hmm. And uh, why is he always so available for comment? Like, what's going on here? So I voiced this to a couple people in my personal network. And we did some research and he... He had a life harrowing accident back in the day that almost killed him. It like ruptured his spleen, broke down his lung, all these fractures, internal bleeding. Like, okay. and I guess after that, it, it had surfaced that he was in he was in the wrong place with the wrong people doing the wrong things, as he put it. Hmm. And so that 
coupled with his Brian Longcar cocaine associations and all of this just I was like, what is this guy up to? <laughs> and my cousin sits two pews behind him in church every Sunday. Oh. And it just commented on some some things that he'd observed and uh, I talked to my mom about this and we'd done some research and just something smelled fishy to me. I, I'm like, is this guy trying to become governor or mayor or like what is happening here? So the fact that he's been so front and center, I guess that the chain of command is that a judge within the county has to shelter in place, has to issue that type of proclamation. Like okay. it's not the mayor that necessarily conveys that information. It's like the top elected judge official. Yeah. So I guess that he is that person. But I noticed this behavior prior to this uh, coronavirus pandemic. And after doing the research, seeing his associations, and then seeing that he got this slap on the wrist from others yeah. close to him in local government, that he was acting unilaterally and brashly going to the media with things that he hadn't discussed with apparently what they claim to be the proper channels. I'm like, huh, this situation is still unraveling. Yes. I think he's a good guy that probably did some things in the past. Like when you tell me that you were in the wrong place with the wrong people or person that has hooker written all <laughs> over to me. I'll just say it. it has hooker and booger sugar written all over to me. Mm -hmm. Cause otherwise what are we talking about? Yeah. <laughs> so Nothing confirmed, <laughs> but look into Clay Jenkins. People. Yeah. We, I, I want to know more about him. You and think I, there was a body missing or? Yes. Okay. Okay. All so right. there's something about a white man <laughs> years after the fact that I'm like, what frat were you in? Like, whose hazing death did you cover up? What's Why is Brian Longcar dead of cocaine and you stepped in as acting partner to break that unit down and rectify that situation. Like yeah. if your business partner is a cokehead, do you, you know about that? Like, come on. <laughs> yeah. I mean, come on, unless you're like a terrible business partner and like never around. So you gotta know about that. I don't know. It sounds like he might've played for the other team before he started sentencing people to jail. Oh. I don't know. I, not that he was moving drugs or anything like that. You got to assume that Clay Jenkins has done drugs, yeah. partied, been around it and been around some, uh, shady CD people. Well, coming to you, Netflix 2025. Yeah, seriously. The docu-series. Oh, dude, we could, we need to start going around filming. Yeah, dude. We, uh, just under, under the premise of like, hey, like we, we I bet you want to, you know, enter in the political ring. Like we want to help promote you. We could do it that way. We'll catch him. <laughs> we're gonna get you we're What's on to you jenkins <laughs> what's his name clay jenkins clay jenkins we're judge on. clay jenkins we're on to you buddy yeah i, I mean thank you for your service <laughs> you know but there's oh, yeah, something that, going that on there i just and i say that i want to clarify this this is one player recognizing another player and i'm not saying that i'm out employing hookers and doing booger sugar and plotting to take over the world i'm no frank underwood but he's not saying but, he's not <laughs> But what I'm saying is that I've also been very critical and cynical of good deeds that I do that I know can benefit me, yeah. which most good deeds can right? Is in some way, shape or form. But I'm always cynical about I'm doing this, but I know what I get out of it, too. So I downplay my own good contributions or yeah. my own good spirit about going into a certain situation with. Yeah, but because I know the reward that could be reaped from this, like I'm a piece of crap, you know? <laughs> yeah, like, no, I totally get I'm you. very down on myself I've, like that. Yeah. So 
when I see this guy, I'm like, you're too squeaky. Something's wrong. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, I recognize what you're doing. Mm-hmm. And, you know, who doesn't want to be president? Where's the poop? <laughs> Where's the poop? <laughs> How many rolls of toilet paper do you think yeah. Clay Jenkins goes through? Quite a, week? a bit, buddy. Can we talk about the fact that we only have like 15 Twitter followers, but we got 25 poop votes? Like, oh, yeah. I've talked about these low key stalkers that listen to the show, they engage, they have conversations with you to your face, mm-hmm. and they'll never tell you that they've listened to an mm-hmm. episode, but they're voting on our poop cycles. Little, little listening toms. <laughs> 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 just hiding behind your headphones. They're, they're peeping on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Little Bo oh. Peep. Um, let's just end this. Okay. Uh, shout out to uh, Shelly. We were on a group Zoom the other day, and she said something so sweet that I wanted to share with you. Okay. Um, she said, she was like, please keep making these episodes because she was like, it's literally one of the only routine things that's getting me through quarantine. Whoa. She said I had to shut down the business. I had to do all this stuff. I'm cooped up. You know, she's escaped to the lake a time or two with her dog for a walk. But otherwise, she's baking bread like all these other white girls. Yeah, <laughs> like, right. I am so sick of white people baking bread. <laughs> Get that stuff Dude. off my timeline. Yeah, I something don't, else. That is something the else. new like, the TikTok dances off. It's the new Prius. It's the new status symbol of like, look at us. We're so responsible. And mm-hmm. like, quit baking bread. Quit posting about your bread. That being yeah. said, she did say like, we are an institution that she was like, she was hungry for new content after the last Shell podcast. Bell. So big shout out to Shell. Shelly Belly, as I've always called her. What a sweetheart. We love you, kid. So uh, that's that's my main shout yeah. out for the week. Um uh throwing shade to all the kids that are making their parents dance in these videos that <laughs> i'm tired <laughs> i don't know how many more weeks yeah, i can TikTok take this. is having more daily active users well, than... I, but the problem is i don't even use tiktok um i just see those videos then being re reposted on twitter facebook and instagram so i can't avoid yeah. it can't avoid it me too same I'm tired um shout outs uh <laughs> nobody <laughs> yeah man you got I mean, nothing <laughs> shout out shout out to shout out to us man wow we're holding it down i'd like to congratulate myself <laughs> that's right but first of all i'd like to thank myself no shout out to everybody that has been engaging on twitter that was a it was a pretty fun week uh so i appreciate you guys who thanked themselves in their hall of fame induction speech oh i don't know Okay, well, we'll look that up. Yeah. It's, it's a great time for classic sports. Like, we're going to get to rewatch the 1996 Masters this weekend because it should have been Masters weekend. RIP. Shout out. Yeah, I hear MMA might uh, continue on with their fights. They are yeah. next Saturday. Yeah. Uh, Dana White was on today. Um, they're going to do a spectator list. I, I don't even know if they disclosed the location or if it's private or right. what that situation was, but they've got a pretty good, you know, what is it called? Top card or mm-hmm. I know it's the undercard and the main card or whatever. Yeah. There's but all some the events going on. They're cringing, listening to me. Yeah. I'm like, who beats on who? <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, well, uh, that's it then. Yeah. That, that's your podcast for the week. People. Yeah, You're welcome. All right. We'll catch you up next week. All righty.